1: This is Brother David Cons of United Lodge No. 8, Brunswick, Maine, presenting to you Volume 83, No. 3, March 2005, Freemasonry's Symbols and Rituals by Mark A. Tabard. Tools and implements of architecture, symbols, most expressive, have been selected by the fraternity to imprint on the memory wise and serious truths, and thus, Through a succession of ages are transmitted unimpaired the most excellent tenets of our institution. William Preston, 1775 Freemasonry cannot be understood apart from its rituals and symbols and the way in which its members have interpreted and employed them. The nature of its rituals, their complexity, beauty, and symbolism distinguishes Freemasonry from all other voluntary associations. The initiation rituals attempt to foster brotherly love between the members of the fraternity, impress upon the mind of new Masons the necessity of relief, and encourage the new Mason to be a seeker and lover of truth. The origin of Freemasonry and its rituals are obscure. While individual Lodges are known to have existed in Scotland and England in the 1600s, it was not until 1717 that four London Lodges publicly organized a Grand Lodge to supervise and coordinate the work of individual lodges. The year 1717 is thus referred to as the origin of organized Freemasonry. Yet neither researchers nor speculators have been able to conclusively determine when, where, and how Freemasonry was born. Some Masonic writers have been eager to argue that its rituals are divinely inspired and ancient, as some proclaim. Many scholars contend that the fraternity simply has cleverly written literature that employs architectural metaphors. Regardless of its obscure origins, Freemasonry now operates throughout the world in tens of thousands of lodges and counts nearly three million men as fraternal brothers. Freemasonry and other voluntary associations have easily thrived in free and open societies. Unlike other human institutions, however, the fraternity has persisted through the modern world's cruelest, oppressive, and prejudiced communities. In the 20th century, religious fanaticism, communism, fascism, racism, and hedonism have all sought to dismiss, discredit, or destroy it. Nonetheless, Freemasonry still survives. Its rituals are at strength and the keystone that has united its members for nearly 300 years. The act of instructing and receiving instruction Through the initiation rituals constitutes the basic operation of the lodge. Freemasonry is deeply rooted in an oral tradition. In some grand lodges the rituals are never written out, while in many others they are reduced to writings that employ codes. By passing the rituals from mouth to ear, and from one generation to the next, Freemasonry has been sustained. The emphasis on preservation and continuation of knowledge reflects the worldly concerns of Freemasonry's founders. The lessons taught in the rituals are interwoven with themes central to European enlightenment of the 17th and 18th centuries. It is no coincidence that the exponents of enlightenment, thought found much in Freemasonry, that resonated with their way of thinking. Enlightenment philosophers, mathematicians, and scientists believed that human beings and their society could be improved by a search for knowledge, rational study, And systematic applications. In the spirit of the Enlightenment, William Preston sought to improve himself in Masonry. More than 50 years after the formation of the first Grand Lodge in London, Preston, a Scotsman, visited London Masonic Lodges to gather their oral rituals and lectures. His 1772 book, Freemasonry Illustrated, contains the fraternity's first organized, rational, and literary published rituals much of which today still constitutes Masonic ceremonies throughout America. Preston was motivated to codify the rituals and teachings so that the fraternity's message could be preserved against the lapse of time, the ruthless hand of ignorance, and the devastation of war. Freemasonry, as understood and portrayed by Preston, professes to be a universal, charitable institution that teaches a system of morality to all men of goodwill who believe in a divine being freemasonry maintains its universality because its tenets transcend time and culture the fraternity thus uses tools and implements of architecture as the basis for its universal language like all languages masonic symbolism is taught incrementally to make complex lessons of life easier to understand and master the stages of initiation and knowledge in freemasonry are called degrees rather than the titles of academic degrees bachelor, master, or doctor, Freemasonry uses the terms entered apprentice, fellow craft, and master mason to describe a progression from the darkness of ignorance of Masonic principles to the light of their knowledge. Freemasonry's symbolic language and its instructional system are derived mostly from the medieval stonemason guilds. To differentiate themselves from their stonemasons, Freemasons employ the terms operative masonry and speculative masonry. While stonemasonry is the craft of building edifices, Freemasonry professes to be a craft devoted to building better men. Operative masons organized in lodges or guilds and were taught ways to use tools to improve stone for construction. Speculative masons call their organizations symbolic lodges and imply the symbolic meanings of the stonemason's tools to discern ways, obvious upon further reflection but often overlooked, to improve themselves and become useful and productive members of their communities. Although Freemasonry's rituals have remained nearly unchanged and are remarkably similar throughout the country, each American Grand Lodge has its own particular traditions and unique characteristics. While Freemasonry is one universal language, it is one spoken in a myriad of local dialects. Indeed, like all migratory folkways, Freemasonry has been adapted and used by different men for different purposes. For consistency and convenience, many of the ritual quotations and symbols appearing in this book were first published by William Preston in 1772 and are similar to those used in Freemasonry today.
0: This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions, and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men